This is CES Tech Talk. I'm James Kotecki, bringing you an interview that I recorded live at the C-Space studio at CES 2023. Enjoy. Hey, I'm James Kotecki. You're live, very live, in the C-Space studio here at CES 2023. And with us is a returning guest to the C-Space studio. Welcome back, Lizzie Woodhelm, SVP of B2B Marketing and Ad Innovation at SiriusXM Media. Thanks for rejoining us. So good to see you. <laughs> What's, what, what, you know, a few things have happened since we last, uh, <laughs> since we last talked. Um, but I want to start, as I usually do, with having people define their brands. SiriusXM, people are probably familiar with the brand on some level, but what's the overall sta statement of what the brand means in 2023? Well, last time I was here, I was here with Pandora. That's right. And SiriusXM acquired Pandora. So we are a house of audio brands, the biggest in the business, obviously SiriusXM, best in satellite. Mm -hmm. Pandora SoundCloud, best mm -hmm. in streaming. And since I saw you last, we acquired Stitcher, which is the leading brand in podcasting. So we have the, yeah, largest podcast network um, in the United States and in Canada. So, you know, our mission is to deliver the best in audio to our customers and to deliver access to those customers for our advertisers. But I'd say the newest mission, which is fun for me and a stretch as a marketer, is to engage the audio creator and the audio storyteller and help them come into this ecosystem. Podcasters mm. are new to this. Yeah. Um, some big time celebrities like Kevin Hart, some yeah. people you've never heard of that have these you know, great shows yeah. that are growing. So it's, um, it's the wild world of audio. And so when you're engaging audio creators, what tips or advice are, are you actually giving them? Are you advising them on how to monetize, how to read an ad, how to engage their audience in a way that seems natural? everything. Some of them, the OGs of podcasting have been doing this for many years and they understand their voice mm -hmm. and they're very specific with how they're going to engage with their customer, their community, right? Yeah. Their audience. And so sometimes it's taking their lead. It's their show. It's their audience. It's their, you know, authentic connection. And I can't like in music, just interrupt every six songs. Mm -hmm. So when it comes to monetization, we have to take an approach that's a little bit more thoughtful but at the same time, educating them on what advertisers need, which is measurability, scalability, something that yeah. is at least hopefully a little effortless to buy. Um, so we're an enabler in that conversation. What's the hardest thing to teach people how to do? Let go of their norms on both sides. Mm. You know, creators feeling a very specific way about how brands are going to fit in their show. Mm and advertisers having a lot of rules around how their brand should show up. Because at the end of the day, the person they both care about most is the audience. So they're mutually aligned in who yeah. they want to benefit. Yet sometimes, you know, that's the yeah. challenge is to help them get there. Can you give me an example of where that works well? Well, it works well when we come at it from a place of the listener. You know, we study all of our listeners. We just announced a female podcast listener report. We've done a black podcast listener report, which we're going to refresh. And so I come to it from a place of data. Here is what the audiences want. Here is where the audiences are. Podcasting is growing around women, young people, multicultural audiences. So I'm just there to act as an educator and then hopefully to take some of those best practices. We've been at audio for, I mean, I've been in it for 17 years. We've um, been an expert in how to do audio ad tech, how to insert ads in ways that make sense, how to delight the listener. So I just come from a, a place of data and yeah. you know driven experience. Know. And it's different every time with each creator. That's absolutely true. Is it, I'm not sure if this question is gonna make sense, but is the definition of podcasting itself 
changing. I mean, technically what it is, you know, it's audio delivered in a certain format. I, I suppose that's not changing, but is, is what it means to have a podcast or listen to a podcast changing? We think of this individual experience that most people have, you know, putting on their, their headphones and listening to it solo, maybe you're in their car, maybe with one other person. Are those, is, is anything changing about that? 100%. Everything's changing. And here's why. I'm glad I asked. Yeah, I am glad you asked. Um, the ubiquitous opportunity to touch and reach listeners via audio is great. We saw huge changes during COVID. Obviously, we're here at CES, all these connected devices. Everybody has a speaker and earbud in their ear. So there's a huge opportunity if you're a content creator, whether you're a TikToker, whether you're NBC, who mm -hmm. has a show like Dateline, to extend your content offering through audio. But everyone comes at it with a different approach. Scripted, that would be like a Dateline example. Tinks, who we found on TikTok and brought her into audio, she started as a social media influencer and we're teaching her how to be an audio influencer and an yeah. audio storyteller. She has a Sirius XM show, she has a podcast with us, and then all the way to like an Ashley Flowers, who is the number one podcaster in the world, she started in podcasting. She's mm -hmm. the queen of true crime. So they're all coming at it from different um, vantage points, but they each see one thing, which is the value of leveraging audio to gain all of this time spent with their audience, which yeah. ultimately benefits their business. Um, when we think about traditional host-read advertising, that's kind of a, a, a long-standing part of what it means to have a podcast or can mean. But obviously, ad tech in this space is significantly evolving. So what's the latest uh, on ad tech here in as far as how you're using it and using that to integrate ads into shows? Yeah, and we've been invested in ad tech for a very long time. We've homegrown and built our proprietary ad tech stack from the ground up. So we understand um, very deeply how hard it is to get audio right. When it comes to podcasting, we've had to get really smart about targeting. Yeah. You know, the music space and before privacy and identity challenges that are now very prevalent in our industry today, uh, the ability to leverage first party, third party, and really understand who these audiences were in a walled garden, like in the example of Pandora, which is where I was here two years ago, three years ago now, wow, yeah. talking about it, you know, that's not where we're at today. We're in a distributed world. We're having to build ad tech that can understand wherever the listener is. And then we're having to build new models and new frameworks to understand identity. And it's really coming through um, AI and transcription targeting. So we're reading every single show that comes in with AI. We're understanding how to tag these shows. And then we have to build the ad tech and the insertion logic to go at those contextually relevant topics. You know, the challenge with podcast ad tech is you have to sell something before you've heard it. Yes. Right? Like, I'm selling a show that I haven't even heard the episode yet. So the speed with which you have to transcribe a show, take that metadata, put it in your data warehouse so that you can effectively target ads based on what our advertisers want is a huge challenge. This isn't just going to, you know, accidentally happen. We're really investing in that area, and we're very far ahead of the curve there in terms of our competitive set. And it's another example of how we're leading. And it involves a lot of trust from the advertiser to you, from the advertiser to the hosts and creators of the show, that the kind of thing that they've heard before that makes them want to advertise on that show uh, or that makes the AI recognize what the show is, is going to be somewhat consistent. Does that, do you feel like uh, what, what, when folks, when creators work with you on this, is that a challenge for them to kind of make sure that they stay consistent in a way that creates that level of brand trust? No, I mean, we 100% um, don't have anything unsafe across our network. So no hate speech, nothing that an advertiser wouldn't want to associate with. Now, finding those contextually relevant moments where the creative's going to make sense, yeah. that's what we're helping to do. But we really tell the creators, like, you do you. 
It's your show. They tend to stay in and around the same subjects, sure. right? So relationships or sports or news or Conan O'Brien mm -hmm. is a big partner of ours and we bought yep. Team Coco recently. And so we love comedy and we think there's a huge space for comedy. But yeah, understanding all the different targeting elements that have to be there for the specific brand safety that each brand is going for, that is our job. And we don't think that's the creator's job. Yeah. We just want them to talk to their audience and continue to grow. Um, and then, yeah. you know, what's cool about that though is like advertisers think they want to be in a show and we can say actually there's six other shows ah. that are after that same audience that you would love. And then over time we get them used to some of these shows, they see performance. Then we can do really cool custom stuff, right? We can yeah. do events with creators, we can do custom episodes. So there's more space to be creative, more so than in music actually, which is what is really where the fun starts. Um, we're talking about using AI to read these episodes and insert ads. Uh, are you planning on a future where you're using AI to actually create these ads? We've seen in the last year uh, explosion of technologies indicating, okay, maybe AI isn't there yet to fully create this stuff, but it's going to continue to enable people, and we're going to continue to see a progression there as far as visuals, but also in terms of writing, in terms of audio, with kind of voices that you can replicate with AI. Are you yeah. planning on that future? We're there. We're already there. So. Um, we've been doing a lot of testing using everything from chat D GPT to synthetic voice. Yeah. Um, I did a little experiment about, I guess it was three or four weeks ago when chat GPT was making, you know, a lot of buzz. Was that right before Christmas, like the first yeah. week of December? Mm -hmm. And I took an audio brief that we were working on that we were having an internal copywriter and some creatives build ads for. Put it into the chat AI, yeah. produced a bunch of um, copy, mm -hmm. and then we have an experiment happening internally because we have an innovation lab within our um, engineering team, and we have a synthetic set of synthetic voices yeah. that can then take that copy and record an ad. I was able to go from audio brief to a finished ad in 90 seconds. And could people tell the difference? Could listeners? I mean, you know, no, I don't think you could, but it wouldn't be the end all be all. It would mm -hmm. be a part of a strategy. Yeah. Right? And I think there's a lot of work we can do around multiple different voices, right. um, leveraging the technology to spit out different variables based on audience. So uh -huh. give me copy for a teenager, give me copy for a mom, give sure. me copy against Hyper the same audio brief. But, yeah. but the technology's there. Now it's just integrating. <laughs> something like, you know, chat GPT into our world and then having our teams figure out how could that be self-serve? And that's a lot of um, our focus and we think where there's continued growth for new advertisers coming into podcasting. I mean, we haven't talked about that, but we need a lot more diversification of ads and brands in the podcast ecosystem so we're not hearing the same offers over and over again. Right. I love stamps.com, but you know, you got <laughs> You've um, had enough. <laughs> um, no more awareness um, needed. Uh, so, I, actually, I don't want to slam any brands on this show um, necessarily, but I do want to ask you from your personal perspective as a podcaster. We've been talking about this from your perspective in the business, but yeah. you also have a podcast. Can you tell us a bit about that and what that's been like for you to do that yourself? I do, I do. You know, I've been in this business for a long time and I love audio and I wanted a creative outlet. So a girlfriend of mine from high school, we're the same age but have two very different lives. Mm -hmm. She is single, living in the Bay Area, working in venture capital. We know what I do, and I'm a mom of three. I didn't mention that, and been married for 20 years. Congratulations. And so we have a show called Lady Space, mm -hmm. and I get to bring a totally different version of myself to that show. That It's not that I couldn't bring that to work. You know, SiriusXM is a very safe space to work, mm -hmm. and you can bring your whole self. But me giving 
ideas about, we just had an episode where we tackled like how to get a raise and mm -hmm. how you should go about a review with your boss and all yeah. the mistakes that young people make. And we rant, I mean, we freewheel quite a bit. And we have an amazing community, mostly of women, although I run into men now and they're like, I love your show, it teaches me so much about my wife. <laughs> um, but it's a different version of me and I think that's beautiful yeah. that I can do that and I love it and we have um, a really strong listener base. So it was something we started as a pet project and not that I'm quitting my job anytime soon, but it's doing really well. Well, congratulations on that. Lady Thank Space, you. wherever fine podcasts yeah, are available. Yeah, you can find it everywhere. I assume. Uh, well, Lizzie Woodhelm from Sirius XM. Thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah, awesome to see you again. Yes, we'll do it been, next year. It's been great to have you back. Please do come back. <laughs> I, better, yes. I mean, it's been a three-year gap, and it's, I've done a lot, so I better get it's been really a long back time. to work. Twenty twenty-three is going to be a big year. We're going to have a lot to talk about next okay. year. Well, I hope you enjoyed that live conversation from CES twenty twenty-three. Look up the CES C Space Studio for more conversations like that, and get even more CES at ces.tech. That's ces.tech. And of course, please subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss a moment. I'm James Kotecki, Talking Tech on CES Tech Talk.